Welcome to another episode of the Always Do Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Nickel, and here we go, episode number 13. Super excited to be here, super excited to do this all the time, but still finding myself hesitating to get started on this. And that's the topic of this episode, and it's titled, It Doesn't Matter How You Feel. I know that sounds a little bit harsh, but that's the truth. I've dealt with this my whole life and I didn't realize it. And then even this week, I just noticed it a ton. It truly, honestly does not matter how you feel. But we'll get to that in just a second. You know the drill. The first thing we always start with, take a second with me. What are you grateful for? I'm always going to say this because gratitude is so powerful. And I just realize every time I do it, how little I notice it. Like I want it to be a natural part of my life, but even I ask this question to myself every day, I still have to stop and kind of think about it, which means it's not naturally ingrained in me just yet. It's taking me, you know, a little bit of time to really think. The first one that I came up with today was socks. And I was like, I don't know if I like that one. So I changed that and I wrote, I have, I am grateful for gum. It sounds strange, um, but after reading Breath by James Nestor, a book that I really support and really love, uh, maybe the book isn't you know, the most mind blowing itself. It was just so many takeaways that I've had from that, or maybe just one simple takeaway. I stopped breathing out of my mouth. I mean, when I'm talking, sometimes it happens, but really most times I don't. And anyways, another thing I took from that was he said, we need to chew more. So I started chewing gum. So I'm grateful for that. And I hope you take a second to think of something you're truly, really grateful for. Okay, next, the quote of the day that puts us on the right path of the topic we're going to talk about is, quote, you are never going to feel like starting, end quote, said by me <laughs> or everybody everywhere ever. I've heard it a million times. Um, I've heard it just, you're never going to feel like doing it, but this one, it changed a little bit too. You're never going to feel like starting because I think it's a little bit different. For me, again, all these things that I'm doing now, I found so many things that I love to do. I love doing this podcast, 13 episodes. I never thought I would do that. Whether or not people are listening, if they are, that's amazing. I'm so happy to be sharing my knowledge and my journey and what I'm learning with people. If not, I still enjoy it anyways, which is such a huge thing to find in life. Um, that'll be a podcast I'll make in another day. Just, you know, how do you find really what you're looking for? And, you know, I found some methods to get there. Um, but anyways, so you're never going to feel like starting. That's the key is starting because it's always going to be, it might be something that you love doing, but then they're just going to be days where you don't feel like it. And here are the main, this is the main point of this episode is emotions are not a choice but your behavior is. Let me repeat that because that's what everything coming up is all about. That's what this whole episode is all about. You're never going to feel like it. Okay. Emotions are not a choice. Your behavior is. So I've been thinking a lot about that. You can never choose your emotions. You can't. You just can't. You can't. I haven't seen it. You know, I'm looking around at life at other people and, you know, with awareness and meditating and all these things. I think think you can, I'll get to this point in a second. I think you can train your body and emotions over time, but this is a lifelong process. It takes a lot of work, a lot of time and practice. And even then 
there will be times. I've heard, I think it was Joe Dispenza. I'm just thinking this now. He's a guy who's written three, four books on meditating and visualizing. And I heard him on a podcast, uh, the School of Greatness podcast. And he said he gets angry all the time, but he doesn't react to it. So that just goes to show you right there, a guy who sells millions of books about visualizing and meditating still gets angry because you cannot Con your emotions are not a choice. They're not. You cannot control them. You, well, you can control them, but you cannot stop them from coming up. But your behavior is your choice always. So your action is. You can, and also, you cannot choose your emotions. This is a point I want to talk about next is, okay, emotions are not your choice. You don't get to choose when or how you're going to feel in a certain situation and at different times. You know, you just, it's, you know, I haven't found a way to figure that out yet. Maybe there is a way if somebody punches you in the head and you've trained yourself over years just to be like, oh, okay, you know, that's okay. I'm not going to get upset about that. Maybe that's possible for some people to do over time. But I think you can program yourself to feel a certain way in certain situations. Maybe you have somebody in your life, let's say a family member or something that always irritates you. And I think you can, with thought, go in there and just be like, okay, when I see this person, I'm going to do this. I'm going to feel this way. I'm going to, you know, not get upset. I'm going to not get angry. And my point is this might work over years. I'm still in the beginning stages of trying all these different techniques. So who knows? I think these things take years. I can guarantee you, I can tell you right now from experience, it doesn't work overnight. It's not something where you're like, oh, next time I see this person, they really frustrate me. I'm just going to tell myself to be positive. I'll smile and do all that. That's fake emotion. I'm talking about the actual emotion that comes up. You see that person and the first thing they say to you is something negative and then something inside you happens. That I don't think is controllable. And I know I've seen this personally from childhood. I was always told as a young kid, people always said to me, oh, you're going to have a temper just like your dad did. Always. My own family member, my own dad said this. Oh, I've got a bad temper. You're going to have a bad temper too. Just anytime I would even get angry as a kid because kids get angry and they're like, oh, you know, you just have a bad temper like your dad. And you begin to believe this. You do. And over the years, years, I have, tr I have trained myself and trained to always remind myself of that one specific thing, not to get angry and don't have a temper like my dad. So I can say from personal experience, this does take time, but it can be done. Now I take a step back, take a breath and I see things differently. And this is even before I've done all the self-improvement. This was just something specific that I worked on through, you know, my teenage years and, you know, into young adulthood where I just didn't want to have the temper. So I think there's something, I don't know if you still control the emotions. Like if somebody really came up and hit me, that automatic reaction would, something would happen. So that's the point. It doesn't matter how you feel because you can never control how you feel ever. I really don't think so. Again, like I said, maybe we'll see over years with the temper thing. That's the best example I could come up with is that I've kind of trained myself not to have the temper, but I still couldn't control the fact that, you know, maybe someone smashes into my car. That first initial emotion would probably be a little bit of anger. It would just happen because, you know, things happen like that. So this is the point. You get to choose your behavior. Right. So you might ask, hey, Scott, how? Okay, great. I get to choose my behavior. How do I choose consistent behavior for myself? And the answer is this. You need awareness. 
I think everything in the the self improvement space. I want to make a, a longer video or maybe a podcast. All these things. I just want to talk about this stuff. Like the major things I've read. I'm at 121 books this year. Again, I don't care about the number. It's just that I love connecting the dots and you keep getting a little bit from everything. But there are also common threads. And one of the first truest common threads is awareness. Without that, I don't. I look back at my old life, you know, a year ago. Not even less than that, and just how did I live without awareness? I have no idea. How was I making choices? Who was in there making those choices? Just some program or something in there? I never thought about a thought, or I never thought about a choice. It's crazy to think the only ones who would get that is somebody who has meditated or has awareness. It's like you're watching yourself. You're just outside yourself, and you're watching yourself. I see this all the time now when I'm reaching for my phone. I'll go reach for it, and just like I'll catch myself right before it, and be like, "Whoa, who's doing that? Why are you reaching for your phone right now? Why are you choosing to do that?" And then I put my phone in the drawer and go do what I wanted to be doing anyways. But it's kind of cool to see that. So that's one. How are you going to choose consistent behavior? One, you need to have awareness of who you are and what you're doing and why you're making the choices that you're making. Why are you reaching for the phone? Why are you getting upset? Why is that emotion coming up? Why is that person upsetting you? Why is their negativity bothering you? All of these things. Why don't you want to go exercise? Why are you struggling to eat healthy? It's all these questions. So you get awareness, you see what's happening, and then you start to ask yourself questions. And then once you see that and you see the emotion, you simply have a choice to make. And this is where I hate to do it black and white, but I think this is really it. You have a choice. You can either accept the behavior and action, or you can change it. I really, I was trying to think of this today as I was coming up with these notes, and I just couldn't think of any other. There's no other option. So again, I see this with.、Um, I'll mention the week that I had. I just had a really, really tough week, and that's where all of this came from. And it was just like I was seeing myself not taking action. I was literally watching. It was like watching another person, and like, wow, that person's not doing anything that they said they would do or that they want to be doing. And then I was like, I saw it, and then I just accepted it as it was, and just kept doing nothing. Or I could change it, and that's really it. Those are the only two choices you really ever have in any given situation. There is no gray area that I could come up with. You either just keep doing it as you are, or you immediately, in the moment, in that one second, you change it, and then in the next second, you change it. In the next second, you just keep changing it and doing it, whatever it is you want to do. And then I, you know, I was thinking this: How many times have you heard someone say, like, "Oh, I just couldn't get myself to start. Ah, I just couldn't get started. I couldn't. I just couldn't do it." And I was saying that this week, like, I just couldn't get myself. I wanted to do. If anybody out there, I guess you might know my stuff if you're listening to this, but you know, I've created a website and these book reviews and summaries and these. I'm just doing lots of different things that I love doing. I love doing it. But the last week, maybe four days, I just couldn't really. I was still doing some stuff. Don't get me wrong. You know, the morning routine always comes through 100, which is. I think I did my a couple episodes before that was the peria paradox of homeostatic change, which basically meant when you make something a habit, like so unconsciously a habit, it feels like you haven't even changed at all. Like that's how it is with the morning routine. I've just been doing it so much and so often, and it's such an ingrained habit now over the last you know five five and a half months now with doing that. So yeah, but I was wondering like why couldn't I get started? 
why was it why could i not take action and that was it that was my week of how could i not get going i'm enjoying doing this but i'm still not taking action and i couldn't seem to fight the emotion and the answer that i've come up with is this you cannot fight the emotion that we've established it's coming with or without you so i felt it I didn't feel like, or I say, I felt the emotion of not wanting to start, whatever that was, lethargy, not motivated, unenthusiastic, bad mood, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is. And the answer is, you know, there, I guess there are a few answers here. One, I wrote one word here, just stop whatever you're doing. Stop it walk away from whatever it is even if you're distracting yourself from your phone and you notice you're not doing something stop change that whole situation stop whatever that is get out of the room go to a different place go for a walk go do a different thing that doesn't involve any of the things you were just distracting yourself with or the thing that you're even trying to do so for me for example i was trying to get started on writing and i just couldn't do it and i was distracting myself with my phone so i put all of that away computer went away the phone went away and just went outside for a little bit of a walk. And then again, start to ask yourself why your two choices, you either accept it or change it. So I, I chose to kind of change it and then see what happens. And then obviously you have other choices. What do you do after when you come back? Do you try again and get started? Do you just wave the white flag and save it for another day? Which I really am thinking sometimes you have to do that. You have to do that. Nobody is perfect. And I notice that a lot in the self-help space or self-improvement is that some of these people are a little intense. And even I get like that, like no days off. You can't stop. You got to show up every day for yourself. And I still believe that that's true. However, you got to make a compromise with yourself. Like even on days where I was like, okay, I might throw in the towel here. I still did a little bit of something like I still type some stuff and I noticed that too here's another answer is just do a little bit I think Mark Manson calls it the do something principle funny supposed to have some humor to it but that was it you just sit down and you're like okay I'm just gonna type a sentence and then if I just do that then that's fine and then most times you end up sitting down and you type a few sentences and then a few more and then maybe a paragraph or, you know, whatever it is. Maybe you say, I'm going to exercise and you just go and you walk for three minutes. You know, you just put on your sneakers even to go outside. Anything like that. You put your phone away for five minutes. Just do something in the direction that you want to go and then kind of see what happens and how you feel. But that's, I think, the, the main answer there is you've got to stop whatever you're doing. Don't try to force it. Don't try to keep pushing at it. It's going to make things more difficult for yourself. Stop what you're doing. Change your state. Throw on some music. Get yourself up and moving. And I think of all these, there are so many different ways to look at this. How it, like, again, the main topic is this it just doesn't matter how you feel. If you want to eat healthy, these are all the main topics I keep coming back to. I notice it's like, yeah, eating healthy, exercising, going for a walk doing the job or the task that you said you wanted to do, you know, yesterday, the day before. We do this all the time. I was actually reading Stumbling on Happiness. Um, great book. I'll talk about that later. But yeah, just how we will in the moment will be like, oh yeah, okay, I'll do that tomorrow or I'll do that the next day. And then the next day or the next day after that comes and then you're in the moment, don't feel like doing that. It's because we're horrible at knowing what we're going to want to do. Um, 
and it's much easier to agree to something when it's further away. Those are all interesting things. But what I'm saying here is it doesn't matter how you feel in the moment. It doesn't. And I think if you can embrace this and I try to carry this around, I think I'm carrying a lot of new tools in my toolbox. And this is one of them is just telling myself, Scott, it doesn't matter how you feel. You have to do it. And again, like I said, in the self-help or self-improvement space, I see a lot of people yelling this and, you know, it does matter how you feel. So I got to go a little bit softer. It does. I think you just need to question yourself and see why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And then obviously try to do the thing if you can. If you really, really can't, you can do a little bit and throw in the towel. But you got to give yourself a little bit of leeway. And I think at the end of the day, it's really up to you and how you feel. But remember your emotions. You cannot control. So if you don't want to do something, you don't feel like eating healthy. You don't feel like exercising. You don't feel like going for a walk. You don't feel like doing whatever that task is or reading the book. You've got to you, you've got to try. You've got to try to push yourself through it a little bit and see what you can do. At least try the do something principle. Just a little bit. Read a sentence and then put the book down and say that, you know, okay, that counts. You can make a compromise. And this also, I I love this book. It's um, The Happiness Hypothesis by Jonathan Haidt. And he calls it The Rider and the Elephant. I love this analogy. I just, the book is very research heavy. It's very dense. It's not for everybody. I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but just this one thing I've taken from this and I've carried it around me with oh, a year now. I read this at the beginning of the year um, and I just can't seem to shake it. It's a perfect analogy is that the elephant is your emotion and the elephant will and can go wherever it wants. If the rider doesn't, which is thought, doesn't give it enough of a reason to do something. So it's like a never ending conversation that you're having with yourself and it's always changing in the moment. And sometimes the elephant will just want to scroll on the phone. But the rider who's sitting atop the elephant has to give it a good enough reason not to be on the phone. Maybe it's a reward you can get after doing the activity. Maybe it's like my saying goes, the always do. Always do it because after you're going to feel amazing. You know how you're going to feel after. So focus on the feeling after when you've completed something. I've been doing this series on like uh, the social media platforms. And one of them is like questions you can ask for life. And I was thinking about this. That's kind of another one is how will you feel at the end of the day if you did the thing that you wanted to do? It just gets you to look a little bit further in advance, not, you know, a year. How will you feel in a year? How will you feel in six months? It's not even that. It's just how will you feel at the end of the day if you do the thing? And I ask myself this sometimes, a lot of times. The things I want to do, I find myself hesitating. I don't know why. Again, all these things, this is why I'm looking into it, is why is that emotion coming up where it doesn't want to start when I actually enjoy doing it? And that's it. Got to kind of have that compromise. That, and Mark Manson calls it the thinking brain and the feeling brain. So the thinking brain has to talk to the feeling brain because the feeling brain, the elephant, is always in control. So you need to talk to it and kind of negotiate and agree with it and get your feelings on board. So make sure that you have a strong enough reason why you're doing something. If it's really a struggle, stop whatever you're doing and just walk away from it. Don't try to force it. You can just accept it that you're just having a rough day. You can change it, you know, like I said, by just moving away from it. But that's it. I think I want to say that in all of this so I don't ramble on too long because I get excited about these. Oh, 20 minutes seems to be about my going rate, though. That's pretty exciting. 
Is it just in the moment? It doesn't matter how you feel. You're never really going to feel like exercising, at least in the beginning. Now, there are some days I wake up and I don't want to do it, but I love the idea of this, the conversation. I've had this conversation with myself a few months ago where it was like, oh, you're just exercising. Don't bother trying. Why would you waste time trying to argue with yourself or thinking otherwise? This has saved me so much time in the morning where before I would be like, oh, I don't know. Should I do it? Now it's not even a thought. Um, I hope everybody can get to that point. That has got to be one of the greatest points you can get to in your life. Anyways, that's it. I want to say it, it just carry that around with you in your back pocket. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't. You know what you need to do. You have to do it. You've got to do the right thing. You've already said you were going to do it. You've already thought about doing it. It doesn't matter how you feel and you cannot control how you feel. You can only control what you do and your behavior. And that's it. Always do. Always do. There you go. You can, yeah, can't control your emotions, but you can always do. Always do and have your best day.